Okay, here we go. New Hope Radio. We are here together. Study the Word of God. And uh, we love having this time every Monday through Friday, looking into the deep things of God, hopefully growing in our relationship with Him, becoming a little more like Jesus every day. That's the, that's the whole point. This is why we're here. Not only learn about the Lord, but to become like Him. Now, I wonder how many people really believe God wants them, here it comes, to have joy. What do you think? Because sometimes when you listen to people talk or look at their demeanor, you wonder if they ever discovered that God wants them to have joy. I want to tell you today, if there's one thing God wants you to have, it's joy. Oh, but it's joy for the right reason. We're going through Paul's letter to the Romans and we're digging up some gems that hopefully will impact our lives. You're collecting those gems, you're grabbing them, putting them in your soul pocket, draw on them later. Last time we were together, we noted that we're justified by faith in Christ. This is good, not by works, not by doing something to earn it. Because you see, justification is a gift from God through His grace. So today we enter Romans chapter 4. And we're going to be in verse 5, and it begins with a thought where we left off last time. To the one who does not work, but believes in him, who justifies the ungodly, his faith is credited as righteousness. Oh, think about that. Notice the contrast between working and believing. The contrast is established by the word but. To the one who does not work, but, on the other hand, believes him, that he justifies the ungodly. Oh, his faith is credited <laughs> as righteousness. And then Paul said, just as David also speaks of the blessing on the man to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. You know what our topic is today? Blessed are the forgiven. Oh yeah, do you have that blessing? Blessed are the forgiven. Paul said in verse 7, and he's quoting David, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven. Notice, lawless deeds. That means you did some bad things, didn't you? But God forgave them. And blessed are those whose sins have been covered. And that word blessed, it's the word makarios, and it means to be, oh, supremely blessed. Yeah, that's a big blessing. The Hebrew translation would be, how happy. Oh, how happy is the one whose sins have been forgiven. So not only is the sin forgiven, but it's also put away. Wow. Let me ask you, was the sin committed? Yes. Was the sin remembered? No. 
That's the difference. Verse 8, Romans 4, Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. Do you realize how freeing this is? How many people go through life guilty, unworthy? They give up. They can't make it. They say, oh, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. You're forgiven. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you stand forgiven. You stand righteous, and that should give you joy. So Paul, being a Pharisee, right? He knows the Old Testament. He's quoting Psalm 32, which says in verse 1, How blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. How blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity. Now, this blessedness, that's the basis of our joy. You could say, again, blessed are the forgiven. Sometimes you don't feel that joyful. Think about you're standing with God. You're forgiven. Oh, you are squeaky clean. You know that? When God looks at you, he sees what you don't see. He sees perfection. I look in the mirror, you know what I see? A mess. God looks, you know what he sees? Perfection. So, Paul, he's going to use Abraham as an example. Remember the story of Abraham? God promised Abraham many descendants. And at, like, 99 years old, and Sarah, his wife, 90 years old, they didn't have any children. It's like, God, where's my descendants? We're, like, in our 90s now. And they figured, well, I don't think this is going to happen. We're too old for God to fulfill this promise. So, Sarah, oh, she had a bright idea. She told her husband to go in with her maid because she was much younger. She said, honey, why don't you go sleep with the maid? You can have children through her and that'll fulfill God's promise. It doesn't seem like Abraham put up much of a fight. (laughs) After Hagar had a son through Abraham, you know what happened? It backfired. Sarah became, oh, jealous and drove Hagar away. Well, finally, eventually, Sarah conceived and bore a son. But up until Sarah's son was born, Abraham and Sarah, you know what they did? They doubted God's promise. Abraham fell into adultery with Sarah's permission. And now we get to Romans 4, where Paul brings this up. And he said in verse 18, notice what he says about Abraham. In hope against hope, he believed so that he might become a father of many nations. I'm like, wait a minute. Abraham, he didn't believe. He doubted God. He committed adultery. Paul said, verse 19, without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body now as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. And yet, With respect to the promise of God, what? He did not waver in unbelief, but grew strong in faith, giving glory to God. I'm like, wait a minute. No, he didn't. He committed adultery. He used another woman to bring forth the promise. Now, Paul said in verse 21, being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able to perform I'm like, no, no, he wasn't. 
That's Abraham didn't do that. Verse 22, Paul said, Therefore, it was also credited him as righteousness. I'm like, how can this be? How can this be? How can Abraham be considered righteous after what he did? Well, blessed are those whose lawless deeds have been forgiven and whose sins have been covered. Blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will not take into account. This is our joy. They both doubted. Sarah doubted. Abraham doubted. Sarah even laughed when God told her she'd have a child in her old age. So, what is going on here? What's happening in this story? You know what's happening? Blessed are the forgiven. That's what's happening. Blessed are the forgiven. Abraham wasn't perfect. But you know what he was? Forgiven. It's like all of us. None of us are perfect. But you know what we can be? Forgiven. Isn't that better? Oh, yeah. You know, when we get to Hebrews chapter 11, it holds what we call God's Hall of the Faithful. We get a whole list of faithful people. But some of those mentioned, they weren't very pious. You know, they weren't very holy How did they get into this faithful roll call? And they, you know what? Just like maybe you and me, they had some baggage. Oh, yeah. But here's what it says in Hebrews 11.31. By faith, Rahab. What? The harlot? (laughs) Rahab the harlot? She did not perish along with those who were disobedient after she welcomed the spies in peace. Now, in the Old Testament, when Joshua attacked Jericho, Rahab lived on the wall. She welcomed the Jewish spies. She was a harlot, and yet she's in the hall of the faithful. And it doesn't mention even that she lied to her own people to save the Hebrew spies, right? The soldiers came to her house. They said, hey, where are those men that were here? She said, oh, they jumped over the wall. They went that way. If you hurry up, you can catch them. She lied. She hit them on the roof. So why is it she's in the hall of the faithful and her sin of lying is not mentioned? You know why? Blessed are the forgiven. That's why. Blessed is the one whose sin God does not take into account. Hebrews 11.32 says, What more shall I say? For time will fail me if I tell of Gideon. What was Gideon? He was a coward. He's afraid of the Midianites. But you know what's remembered about Gideon in the New Testament? He was the general of the army. Why weren't his failures remembered? Blessed is the one whose sins are forgiven. That's the New Testament cry today. Blessed are the ones whose sins are... Do you have sin? You can be forgiven. Forgiven by God. Barak shows up in Judges 4. Barak, this guy, he's a piece of work, I'll tell you. Deborah, 
who was a judge over Israel, she was going to go to war with Israel's enemies. And she called on Barak to lead the army. And you know what Barak said to her? (laughs) He said, if you go with me, then I'll go. But if you will not go with me, I will not go. I'm like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me, Barak? That you need Deborah to go right alongside you to battle? You can't go do this thing? You got to hang on to her apron strings? But none of that's mentioned in the New Testament. You know what's mentioned? Barak was a faithful believer. Think about that. There's a guy named Samson. Oh, you know the exploits of Samson. Samson had a woman problem. <laughs> he did. He never, he was never successful at love. He wasn't. And, um, you know the story of Samson. The strength was in his hair. And the, uh, Philistines tried and tried and tried to figure out where the strength came from. And finally, was it Delilah? Tom Jones sang about her. Delilah finally got it out of him. And they cut his hair and he lost his strength and they plucked out his eyes and they put him in jail. Then they had a big party and they brought Samson out to make fun of him. And they tied him to the columns that held up the roof. There were people on the roof. There were people under the roof, thousands of them. And Samson prayed. He said, oh Lord, strengthen me just this one time. Not for my sake but so I can avenge the Philistines. Don't do it so I can be a hero. Do it so I can get rid of these dirty rats over here, these evil people. And God restored his strength. And Samson pulled down the columns, and the roof fell. And everybody on the roof and everybody under the roof died. And Samson died too. And the Bible says Samson killed more people in his death than he did during his life. Now, Samson had a lot of weaknesses, but we get to Hebrews 11. No weaknesses are mentioned. Nothing. Why? Blessed are the one whose sins have been forgiven. Then there was a guy named Jephthah. I love the story of Jephthah. Jephthah was a tough outcast. He was kind of like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They wouldn't let him play. Nobody wanted Jephthah around. He was the son of another woman with his father. He was rejected, and he went out and hooked himself up with a gang. That's what happens to young people when they're rejected. They hook up with gangs, and they do bad things. So they came under attack, and they went to Jephthah and said, Jephthah, lead us into battle because we're not tough enough but you are. And you know what Jephthah did? He said, okay. And he did. And he led them into battle. But he was a tough cookie. And when we get to Hebrews 11, he's a faithful man. And of course, you know about David. He had his own problems, didn't he? Murder, adultery. He had a very dysfunctional family, you know. Oh yeah, they killed each other and fought each other, raped each other crazy family. But David, oh, David's in that hall of fame. And what? God only mentions his victories. Why? Because blessed are the forgiven. You know, when you get to heaven, God's going to remember one thing about you. 
your victories. But God, what about all my sins and failures? What sins and failures? I don't remember them. See, only people remember our sins, (laughs) and sometimes they remind us of them. But when God looks at you, he remembers your sin no more. And now you can have joy, because blessed are the forgiven. Oh, you got to memorize that. Say that every day. Blessed are the forgiven. How fortunate to stand forgiven by God. That's the source of our real joy. That we can look at ourselves, forget about what you see in the mirror. Forget about what you've done in the past. You are a new creation in Christ. If you're a believer in Jesus and you have been made brand new, your sins have been cast into the deepest part of the sea. They've been removed as far as the east is from the west. And you are blessed. And you know why? Because your sins are forgiven. In the Hebrew, you are made happy because your sins are forgiven. That's the beauty of being a new creation. What I'm going to do, I'm going to play for you one of our devotionals of the Hope Club from this week. And it talks about being a new creation. And here we are in a new year. And it's good to have some new approaches to life. So I'm going to play this devotional. And I hope you like it. And I I want you to hear it and say, wow, you can get something like this every day of the week by supporting New Hope Radio for $3 a week. You join the Hope Club. Go to newhopecc.tv. Click the giving button. Then you click e-giving. Choose the fund radio. Put in the amount, $3. Recurring gift, $3. Fill out the info, hit submit. That'll keep us on the radio, and that'll keep these devotionals coming to you. So let's listen to one of our devotionals this week, a, a great way to face the new year, and let's live in the new creation that God has made us to be. Well, hello, Hope Clubbers. You know what I discovered? It's a brand new year. It is, and we've been in it for a little while. So I think it's good because it's a new year. Let's take a look, a new look, at our Christian life. One thing we got going for us as Christians, and that is God has done so many new things for us. He really has. And we're going to take a look at one of the biggest things that he's done. And it's found in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And you know why this is good? Because we like new things, don't we? Oh yeah? New car, new shoes, new house. We like new things, right? Well, notice this. Paul said, therefore, if any man is in Christ, Now, what does it mean to be in Christ? It means that at one point in your life, you put your faith in Jesus as Savior. You said, yes, Lord, I believe there's no way to get to heaven but through Him. 
He is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one gets to the Father through but through Jesus. So at that moment, you are placed in Christ. You're part of his body. So Paul said, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. A new creature. Not, not like, you know, you're not a creature from the Black Lagoon. doesn't mean that. It actually means a new creation. That God has made you brand new. He didn't clean you up. He didn't wash you off. He recreated you. You are brand new. Think about the new person that God has made you to be. I know you look the same. You talk the same. But in God's eyes, you're totally different. Totally different. When he sees you, you know what he sees? His own son. He sees a righteous person because you have the righteousness of Christ. And you receive that at the moment of believing. And we need to look at ourselves that way as a new creation. You know, don't get hung up on all of your issues and your baggage. Because if you focus on those things, you'll never go forward. Focus on the new person that God has made you to be. And dwell on that. And we're going to see this week how to live in that brand new creation that God has made us to be. It's it's not important, it's not just important to know that we're a new creation, but we need to, we need to learn to live in that new creation. And that's what we're going to do, guess what, this week right here in the Hope Club. So Paul continues, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. And notice what happened. The old things are passed away. Now, what are those old things? It's your old standing with God. You're not alienated from the life of God. You're not dead in your sins. You're not lost in the world. No, that's all gone. You belong to Him. And not only are the old things passed away, new things have come. Oh, I like that. New things. God has brought new things into your life. He's brought the gift of salvation, the gift of spiritual gifts to make your life effective and make it count and you're a blessing to others. Oh yeah, he brought you an inheritance that Jesus will share with you. He brought to you a home in heaven where Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. (laughs) Then I'm coming back and I'm bringing you home. I mean, these are all new things that God has done for us. And he's washed our slate clean. There's no record of any sin. I'm like, what? There's no record of any sin? Nope. Past, present, future. All clean. Covered by the blood of Christ. Oh, a lot of new things have come. So as we get into this brand new year, let's really focus on these brand new things. The old things that are gone, the new things that have come. And they're all given by the Lord Jesus because he loves you. You know, he wants us to go through life with confidence, with security, He wants us to be 
affirmed in his love. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. He wants us to know that. He doesn't want his people walking on eggs because love doesn't do that. Love doesn't make people walk on eggs. Love assures and love affirms and love makes secure. That's what God is doing with us. He's making us secure in our relationship with him. Are you secure? I hope so. You should be because he's made you secure. That's what love does. Real love is security in that relationship. Enjoy that security that you have in God in this coming year. Now, I'll tell you what, I start every day with that. Yeah, I even record them, but I listen to them every day because I want to connect with God first thing in the morning. Tuesday, I bring you a Tuesday challenge, a short challenge to put into practice whatever it is the theme is of that week. So it's not just, you know, listening to God's Word, but now we have a, a reason to implement it, to say, okay, here's what I'm learning this week. Now, here's what I'm challenged to do with it. And that's how we grow. We grow that way. So, you know, we're just like Rahab, Samson, Barak, Jephthah, David. Well, you know, everybody has sins that have been forgiven in God. And we need to continue to be reminded of who we are in God. So again, join the Hope Club. Help us to stay on the radio. NewHopeCC.tv. Click giving. Click e-giving. Choose the fund radio. Fill in $3 a week, recurring gift. Fill out your personal info, get your email in there, and then hit submit, and you'll get that email in your box every morning. You know, by doing that, you're kind of making a statement saying, yeah, I like to listen to New Hope Radio during the week. I want to keep it on the air. I listen at lunch in my car or whatever, even the down, uh, the podcast. So, you know, let's work together on this and help us to stay here. Everything's expensive these days. Oh, yeah. Radio time is too. We love this radio station. Yeah, but we need the funds to stay here as well. So I hope you'll join the Hope Club. Help us to stay here. Thanks for coming along. Hey, listen, we're not done. Oh, yeah, we're going to get up. We're going to dig up some more Roman gems tomorrow. I'll see you then.